0: Hello, and welcome to the Mystery Barn Podcast. I'm Heather, and thank you for joining me. Before we get started on our next case, I wanted to let my listeners know that I am considering this more of a relaunch of my podcast. I've been working on many projects and had underestimated the time and commitment required to produce the content for this podcast. So with the relaunch, I am looking at doing some things differently and definitely getting episodes out to you on a more consistent basis. I am also planning to add a quick release type thing I hope to do weekly where I just bring to light some of the missing cases that I see popping up in the current news. Those episodes won't be full blown, get into the details type of episodes, but more like a quick rundown of some missing person cases to get attention for the people who are missing. I appreciate everyone's patience while I get on my feet here in the podcasting world. My listeners are the best and I couldn't do this without your support. So I thank you for that. And now my usual spiel. You can listen and follow this podcast on iHeartRadio, Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else where you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at MysteryBarnPod or reach out to me at MysteryBarnPodcast at gmail.com. So now, the case we're looking at today happened back in June of 1998 in Nashville, Tennessee. As there isn't much in the way of details, this episode doesn't really require a content warning for young listeners. But as always, use your discretion. With that out of the way, let's get started. On June 8th, 1998, in Nashville, Tennessee, a man picks up the phone and calls his girlfriend. Unable to get a hold of her, he leaves a message for her to call back. Only, he won't be answering when she returns the call later. In fact, no one hears from him again. And just like that, Marcus Rutledge goes missing without a trace. Marcus Rutledge was just 23 years old when he was last seen. He was last seen at his residence on Parkdale Drive in Nashville, Tennessee. He was reported missing the same day as his last message when his girlfriend was unable to get through to him. As it wasn't typical of Marcus not to answer or return calls, his girlfriend felt that something wasn't right, so much so that she called his parents, who live in Michigan, to express her concern. She went over to his apartment only to find that he wasn't there. When checking his apartment, she finds that there are no signs to indicate that Marcus had taken off for a trip or planned to go somewhere. Nothing appeared to be out of place. Also, she discovered something rather odd. Marcus's dog was found shut in the bathroom with no food and the toilet bowl as the only source of water. Something very uncharacteristic of Marcus. Also missing was his car, a red four-door 1995 Plymouth Neon with the Michigan license plate number pex 755 Born on December 17th of 1974, Marcus was a tall man at 6 foot and weighed in around 190 pounds. He was originally from Ypsilanti, Michigan, but at the time of his disappearance, he was a senior at Tennessee State University. He had previously been studying for a major in computer science. However, his love and adoration for animals led him to switch his major to biology and veterinary medicine in the hopes of one day becoming a veterinarian. One of his hobbies included playing the saxophone. Even though he lived in Tennessee for school, and to be close to his son, he still remained very close with his family back home in Michigan, making regular trips back and forth. He kept in regular contact with those around him, and him just disappearing without a trace was not something that fit in with the Marcus they knew. He was a proud father of a little boy who was just four years old at the time of his daddy's disappearance. He was very active in this child's life. Just a few weeks prior to his disappearance, he enjoyed a day at the zoo with his young son. He also made plans with the boy's mother to throw a carnival-themed birthday party for his upcoming birthday. Fearing that Marcus had potentially gotten into an accident or was hurt and stranded somewhere, the family called the police to report him missing. But as the days turned into weeks, they started to fear the worst. And then, about a month after Marcus initially disappears, they have a break in the case. His red 1995 Plymouth Neon is located, abandoned, at the Riverwood Apartments, located at 7388 Cabot Drive in West Nashville. This area is known for not being a predominantly decent area, and the crime rate is high. It is also about 21 miles away from where Marcus lived. Unfortunately, the police would find nothing of any help aside from just finding the car. There was no sign of Marcus or anything to indicate his whereabouts. While police believe that Marcus was likely a victim of foul play, because of the lack of evidence and no leads, the case would turn cold. And it still stays that way almost 24 years later. Police still don't have anything more concrete. On the Federal Bureau of Investigation website, the Vicat missing person poster for Marcus Rutledge gives the following information. The last known contact with Marcus was June 8, 1998, at his place of residence in Nashville, Tennessee. He is a black male and was 23 years old at the time of his disappearance. He is 6 foot tall and weighs 190 pounds. His hair is black and his eyes are brown. For distinguishing characteristics, he has a scar on his right finger knuckle. At the time of his initial disappearance, his car, a red 1995 Plymouth Neon with Michigan license plate number PEX755, was also missing, but it was later recovered from the parking lot of the Riverwood Apartments 21 miles west of his home, and no one has seen or heard from him since. In an interview with Marcus's father in 2020, he talks about the disappearance of his son and how living with it all these years has been difficult for him and his wife, Jerry. Jerry, Marcus's mom, has since passed away. He does speak about some of the ongoing interactions with the police department and those detectives working on cold cases. One bright spot in all of this was that his parents discovered that he had also had a daughter who was a few years younger than his boy. I will include a link to this interview in my show notes. I wasn't able to find out any further information on the daughter, as in if Marcus knew about her or if she was born around the time of his disappearance. I am hoping that bringing his name into the light can stir up some memories of people in the area or that might be familiar with this. Perhaps someone remembers seeing or hearing something that night that was out of the ordinary, or perhaps someone at the Riverside Apartments recalls something they may have seen when the car was parked there, or how long the car was parked there before police located it. Someone knows something. It's been over 20 years that he has been missing. If you have any information concerning Marcus Rutledge, please reach out to Detective Matthew Filter at the Metropolitan Police Department in Nashville, Tennessee. The number is 615-562-7803. Again, 615-562-7803. Or you can email him at matthew.filter at nashville.gov. You can also reach out to the FBI VICAP, at 1-800-634-4097. That's 1-800-634-4097. Or email vicap at fbi.gov. I've also seen a Detective Stephen Jolly's name pop up in connection with this case, so I will include that information also. Those numbers listed are 615-862-7843 and 615 615- 862-7366. There is also an agency email, and that is missing underscore persons at police.nashville.org. I thank you for joining me today on the Mystery Barn Podcast as we talk about the case of missing Marcus Rutledge. I'm your host, Heather, and if you have any comments or just want to reach out with any theories or thoughts that you have, you can contact me at mysterybarnpodcast at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at mysterybarnpod. Thank you, and we'll see you soon.